You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron, and I'm not doing this. I'm writing about fantasy football and the NFL for SportingNews.com. Big day coming night, actually. The schedule release will be here, so we'll have all the dates and times for all the games. We know the opponents and the matchups, but it'll be good to know all the games. We know some of them, some primetime affairs, international games, holiday affairs. We know about those games games, but we'll get the whole schedule to help us navigate through fantasy football, project what kind of uh, success we can have with particular teams based on their schedule, what games may not have relevance uh, at the end of the season for fantasy football. So we'll break that down for you, a schedule reaction for you on Friday show. Here we got to continue looking at our mock draft. We went through Rounds one and two, now we got to look at rounds three and four, giving a snapshot of the most important picks that form the core of your starting lineup and your roster overall. So we'll look at those picks and uh, build on what these teams did in rounds one and two. If you missed those, uh, those are up on the archives. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube here on Locked on Fantasy Football. A special shout out to the everydayers. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen to everyday. And, of course, we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, your fantasy team, every day. All right, let's uh, go in and look at uh, what we have here as we examine uh, our next round of picks. Here we'll go eight picks at a time here to get us through picks 25 through uh, 48 overall. A team that we started out with was uh, Christian McCaffrey. They went number one overall. They got Mark Andrews at tight end. Cooper Cup falls here into the third round. Now, Cup could be going a little bit higher. We'll see if he can return to form, but he's got some major injuries now in his past. Remember, he had the knee before last year, shut him down early. So it's a real concern. Matthew Stafford fading a little bit as well. So that's also something we're worried about. Cup has been unstoppable. He's had a great run when healthy of late, but... It's just been hard to stay on the field, and he's on the other side of 30 now. I think you can still draft him this high in the third round because he's got the upside, and they don't really have much else still in that passing game with the Rams. So I do like it that he's the alpha, but there's some other guys with upside. I mean, look at the receivers that we liked right before him, Amon Ross St. Brown and Garrett Wilson, definitely young receivers on the rise that have key roles that can dominate with pretty good quarterback situations there. So I think there's a reason to drop Cup this low and separate him from Jefferson. And I, I think it's about right. I mean, some places are going to have him higher, but you look at the guys that are higher. I mean, Jefferson, Chase, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs. These are all legitimate receivers, and then you get those upside guys. Devontae Adams and CeeDee Lamb, I think you're going to make an argument among the veterans. Those two and A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup belongs. But again, we just went more in this mock draft of the upside of Wilson and St. Brown over Cup. So this is a pretty good value pick. He could definitely rebound nicely here. So something to watch out for. So team one, McCaffrey, Andrews, Cup, a pretty good start there. We continue working our way down on round three with uh, the team that picked second overall to start. And uh, they took Justin Jefferson first. Then they went back to Najee Harris. So they wanted to 
get a running back they could trust that would get high volume. Harris, I think, will go a little bit earlier than expected because running backs are in short supply that do have feature status here. So keep that in mind with him. And here, Jalen Waddle is a good value. I saw Waddle put up some big numbers last year, but he's still clearly the number two behind Tyreek Hill. And a lot of short passes are going to come his way. But I do like the fact that he's elite number two right now. Again, some of those guys with upside are a little bit higher. He's not a clear number one like those other guys are that we're looking at early. So that kind of separates him from that first group all the way through Cup here. So it makes sense if you have Jefferson to have Waddle as your number two. That's really strong here, especially getting Harris in between. So I do like the way it played out for team number two. All right, team number three comes up. They had Austin Eckler and Amon Ross St. Brown. So that's how they did it in the first two picks. So Eckler, really good spot here. Again, still dominating the Chargers backfield. St. Brown, the clear number one with Jameson Williams there on a suspension early. Devonta Smith is a good compliment. Again, he was kind of the co-number one with A.J. Brown last year. So a lot of uh, Waddle versus Hill and Devonta Smith versus Brown. I think you'll get some even production, but there's a little bit of a separation there that Hill and Brown are the alphas. And these guys took advantage of that to put up some numbers, but that's what uh, puts them a little bit behind. But I still love that here. When you have Devonta Smith, Amaros, and Brown, you know they're going to get the ball a lot and be in favorable spots to produce. So I like that as the basis of your receiving core after you get a top running back in Eckler. So same philosophy should be going to our next team with uh, Jonathan Taylor. So we had uh, three running backs and Jefferson go. So John Taylor, they went for the upside of Garrett Wilson in round two. That makes a lot of sense with Aaron Rodgers, a clear number one there. How about going back to the Ohio State? Well, maybe this team likes uh, the Buckeyes a little bit, although they did get a Wisconsin running back in the first one. But Chris Olave, another upside guy that you look at. So you get the fundamental feature back in Taylor. And that's a philosophy here, right, as well. I mean, you look at having a guy like McCaffrey, Eckler, Taylor, where they're going to dominate the touches. You can come back here and wait a little bit and feel like RB2 can be by committee even if you want to go in that direction and load up on receiver and really get the receiving upside here. So it does give you a little bit of advantage early if you get that bell cow back, the feature one that's going to get 25 touches, uh, probably a game that you can go back look at wide receiver for a while or tight end the best tight end available if that's the case or even quarterback before you come back here to looking at your rb2 all right the next uh, team that's picking is P- team number five they would with jamar chase and ramondre stevenson they got upgraded a little bit with chase being the clear number one they need to get their backfield a little bit sorted out stevenson is a good pick there in round two based on uh, the things that develop in the patriots office season Kenneth Walker is the pick here. A little bit of uh, trepidation. This has probably slipped Walker deep into this group here behind Etienne and Stevenson and Harris. If there was no uh, Zach Charbonnet, I think you would see Walker go higher. But now if you pretty much draft Walker, you have to invest pretty highly in getting uh, Charbonnet here to lock up your handcuff here. So something to look at for sure. But I think going wide receiver first may prompt to go two backs. And that's you're going to see that develop a lot in these drafts. Now... This is about the time I would uh, pull the trigger on a quarterback. I don't like quarterbacks in the second round. I like them in the mid-third round. And you got to weigh the tiers here at uh, certain positions. This uh, team has uh, B. John Robinson and Travis Etienne. So they've got the running backs. Wide receivers, you get into that tough spot here, not showing exactly what you're looking for here. I mean, you can consider T. Higgins, D.K. Metcalf, some of these 
receivers that are again sharing in certain situations. You could go for a lesser offense and Amari Cooper or uh, Debo Samuel, a little bit of an injury risk. So this is where you can say, okay, look, there's all these other players. I think I'm confident that I can find a decent wide receiver one later. And this is the only opportunity I'm going to have to do this. So Patrick Mahomes goes here to this team. So Robinson Etienne closing up the backfield. Mahomes, a consistent source of production that you feel great about here at quarterback. So that's where you can go as well. The next team is going to do a bit of a copycat. They did uh, draft their as team number seven, Josh Jacobs and A.J. Brown. So in diversifying, you have a guy that has high volume in Jacobs, a pretty strong number one in Brown. There's no tight end that makes sense here. So Josh Allen is definitely the play here. So something to look at, yeah, it doesn't go crazy to go Josh Allen this early. So keep that in mind. Mahomes, Allen, and one more guy have separated themselves a little bit with their production that they can all go in round three, depending on how the first two rounds play out and what the tier drop-offs here are with those moves. So very interesting that you see that. And, and team number eight in round three, they've uh, gone with the combination of Tyreek Hill and Brees Hall. So two high upside players, of course, Hall coming back from the injury. So now you're seeing those two quarterbacks go off the board. I think you want to shore up the number two backs before the guys that are getting the key touches. There's going to be a drop off here pretty soon to get these committee backs that you have questions about either injury wise or their usage. So Aaron Jones, it's not the juiciest pick, but you know Aaron Jones is going to be a big part of what the Packers do playing off of Jordan Love in the running game. So they want to jump on Aaron Jones here. Brees Hall, so a little bit of shaky with the injury. So Aaron Jones is a good way to approach it here with for team number eight. Now, interesting running backs that weren't taken before then. We'll look at that in the next eight picks as we go down from team number nine and back up here. So we'll go nine through 12 and uh, 12 through nine here to look at the uh, rounds three and four of our early mock draft here for Locked On Fantasy Football. All right, uh, we will uh, continue that and a lot of good names to come, including where our next quarterback will go and quarterbacks, plural, will be off the board. I do have to tell you that this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Built. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories and you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever. Built, you got to try these. If you're like me and you don't want to make healthier snack choices, uh, Without compromising taste, then I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they do. You won't think they're good for you. you got to try all of them. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. 100% real dark chocolate. That's right. And they come in unbelievable flavors. Yeah, churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies and cream, desserty flavors that are delicious. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars actually taste like a candy bar. While maintaining amazing macros, what's even better is that they're healthy for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein packed in most Built Bars. So good stuff for you. Now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been telling you to go to order your Built Bars at Built.com. And that's what we've been talking about. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. You can walk up to the pharmacy section. There you can find a box of Built Bars that have four bars in them. Cookies and cream bar, double chocolate, and a coconut puff are all available there for you. So you can do that. If you need a little bit more than that, you can go to Sam's Club and grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors including brownie batter puff, churro puff. You can thank me later. So good stuff all around. Get your Built Bars now. The most delicious protein bar ever and puffs. And you can get them not only at Built.com, but as we mentioned, at your local Walmart and Sam's Club stores. 
All right, it is time to continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. We're breaking down rounds three and four of our early mock draft. Thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day, so shout out to you. Tomorrow on the show, again, we'll break down our reaction to the 2023 NFL schedule release of, happening tonight, Thursday. So we'll know all the dates and times for all the games of the season and try to figure it out fantasy-wise I have something to work with our tableau, so to speak, for our paintbrush and uh, paints that we're going to use with our fantasy football players this season. All right, speaking of fantasy football and our players that we want this season, let's finish up our third round of the mock draft here. So this next team, team number nine, had uh, Stefan Diggs and Derrick Henry. So good spot here, but Derrick Henry a little bit volatile with his injury and wear tear. So maybe taking a shot at another ball to back seems shaky, but this is a really good value for Dalvin Cook. Now, there's a lot of rumblings. Cook was about to be traded, but he wasn't. Then you have Alexander Madison still behind him. They add a little bit more depth in the draft with uh, Dwayne McBride. What are they going to do here with Dalvin Cook? We're not sure, but right now he's still in Minnesota, which is a sign that he's going to be there. And Cook is still lead back. He's pretty consistent as an RB2 here for you. He's not living up to the RB1 expectations anymore. With The touchdowns don't come as much, and they, they just are more of a passing team. But I think getting him here is a good value near the bottom of round number three. The next team had a really exciting start here with Nick Chubb and CeeDee Lamb, two uh, ascending younger veterans that have been good and reliable, that you know what you're going to get from Chubb and Lamb. Well, they need to go get another one. TJ Hawkinson, yep, TJ Hawkinson is your third tight end that you target. Yeah, he's displaced his buddy George Kittle from Iowa. So Hawkins is just in a great spot. He's really the number two target, most reliable for Kirk Cousins behind Jefferson, much like Travis Kelsey's the go-to guy for Patrick Mahomes. Mark Andrews is one of the top targets for Lamar Jackson. Really, you can argue that those are the top guys. You need to look at the guy that's number two and a high number two, and that's Hawkinson. So it makes a lot of sense there for the target. So Chubb, Lamb, and Hawkinson, pretty solid picks here for team number 10 that you know you're going to get some production. Now, a little bit of volatility for this next team, team 11. They got Saquon Barkley. Hopefully things will work out there. Pretty good value pick then if that's the case. Devontae Adams as well on the turn coming back in round two. Now on the way down, I think T. Higgins is a good target here. He's going to be playing for that contract to stay with Joe Burrow. So something to look at for sure to motivate him with Jamar Chase. But again, he's a clear number two here. The numbers uh, slid him down a little bit last year. He had a big year the year before the Joe Burrow Super Bowl breakout year. So I think he tapers out as a pretty high-end wide receiver too. All right, let's uh, go to the next pick. And quarterbacks, I mean, it's not a copycat at Fantasy Football League, but Mahomes and Allen are off the board. This team has already gone in a different direction of the draft. Keep that in mind. Sometimes your direction is set up by how you go early. Team 12 went to Travis Kelsey early, so you know they were already going for a little bit of luxury. We're fortunate to get Tony Pollard on the turn here. So upside running back one that you can look at. So now maybe not forcing on the receivers, realizing that there's a teardrop off uh, at quarterback a little bit to the non-runners, Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts are there. So you jump on Hurts. This is going to be your only chance. You're at the bottom here, and you know you're going to have that next pick to address wide receiver as well. So really good spot at the turn. Turns are excellent times to go after quarterbacks here because, again, you know you're going to have that backup pick to go after a different position. So Travis Kelsey and Pollard and Hurts, you do that, and then you come back and look at uh, the next round, round four, coming back up. DK Metcalf makes a lot of sense here. We have uh, our three receivers. You go with the number one in Seattle, really the co-number one. 
to Tyler Lockett may slip a little bit. Jackson's been the Jigba in the mix. So really good spot here. So you get a little bit of everything. This is the diverse portfolio type of drafting here. Once you go in the tight end direction, you might as well pepper yourself with the top targets across. Uh, really kind of spread the wealth around. So coming back up for Team 12, doubles up Hertz and Metcalf. Now the team before just has Saquon Barkley, Devontae Adams, took T. Higgins. They're going to jump on Jameer Gibbs. They need some running back help again. Barkley, a little bit questionable, but Gibbs has some RB1 upside as an RB2 at this spot. So good pick there. Now we're starting that question mark uh, running back spot, but this team of Chubb, Lamb, and Hawkinson really needs to get an option here. The drop-off has begun at quarterback. They already got their tight end, so it would make sense to go after Miles Sanders. So team number 10, at least they know they're going to get the volume from the Panthers' lead back here coming over from the Eagles. And then uh, you look uh, coming back up, uh, Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper may be forgotten a little bit, but he's got Deshaun Watson. He's got a limited competition. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Bell, now the rookie Cedric Tillman, are almost kind of the same type of receiver here. Bell's a little bit more inside possession. Those guys are a little bit more speedy, but they have some size. Cooper's that reliable guy. We saw him in a lot of games. There was a few games in which he disappeared, but that was with Jacoby Brissett. I think with a full season of Watson here, he's going to be locked and loaded here. Cooper's just been pretty reliable in most stops here, the Cowboys Raiders as well. So he's one of those reliable guys. He's not going to make you feel juicy about it, but as a wide receiver too behind Stefan Diggs for this uh, team number nine, it's a really good pick there for sure. All right, we will get into our final eight picks to close us out all the way through 48 overall as we do look at our mock draft here following the 2023 NFL draft. So Good stuff all around that we're breaking down for you. And again, we'll have the schedule release breakdown for you tomorrow. Redayers, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today and every day. Make sure you're checking out great shows here all across the network. Locked On NFL Scouting, Locked On NFL Draft. Good shows there to give you insight on the prospects that were just drafted, the prospects that are yet to come. Uh, excitement there for sure. And then check out all our shows across the Locked On NFL team here to check out the schedule breakdown so looking forward to looking at those here schedule breakdowns for all the teams in the league and see how they fared what we need to worry about what's going to help them in reality and fantasy so a lot of good stuff here coming on a friday across the locked on network it is time to close the show and look at the last eight picks of my round one through four mock draft here so we'll go through pick 48 so we're up now to team number eight. And uh, as they worked this draft, they've added Tyreek Hill and Brees Hall and Aaron Jones. It's a half point PPR. We're snaking back up here. So that's uh, how it looks like with uh, this team. And I think you would say go back to wide receiver where you're not going to reach your quarterback. Debo Samuel is a pretty good value. Fourth round pick. Yeah, that's how he's kind of being ranked right now. The durability issues are real. There's a little bit of concern with the quarterback as well, not knowing exactly who's going to be the guy here with all the injuries and uh, navigating through that in San Francisco. But Debo Samuel is a really good value, especially when you have a Tyree Kill and put him as a wide receiver two. That's really good because we know where Samuel finished a couple years ago as a wide receiver one. Last year didn't play out as well with the numbers. He couldn't stay on the field. He didn't have that running upside. That was the question, right? And uh, it definitely went away when Christian McCaffrey was in the mix and Samuel was a little bit banged up. So... Now Samuel is more restorative as a wide receiver, and that puts him in the wide receiver two conversation pretty solidly here in round four. Up next is a team that has Josh Jacobs, A.J. Brown, and Josh Allen. So now they have to look at another option here, and 
really, you look at the pick, and it's uh, Damian Pierce. Now, this is a bit flying under the radar. It's a pretty good zone-blocking run system. They didn't only add Devin Singletary. They didn't really look to go in a different direction from Pierce, so that was good for him. He had a very productive year. I mean, he's one of the things that worked last year as a very low-drafted rookie here. So he was a revelation last year for much of it until he slowed down and had to be shut down later in the season. But Pierce was very valuable as at least an RB2, and I think that's what we're going to get from him this year in a better Texans offense overall, quite frankly. So he could definitely finish well above this. But get Josh Jacobs, you can come back. Pierce is a strong two, especially when you've addressed uh, quarterback and wide receiver one with Josh Allen and A.J. Brown with the previous two picks. Are the next uh, team we told you that's why they went for Mahomes because there was some good uh, value at uh, running back and wide receiver based on the tiers here. And uh, they had uh, Bijan Robinson, Travis Etienne going with running backs that were young at the first two picks. So with team number six, they went with Mahomes to break the seal on the quarterback in the right spot. And now DJ Moore. So seeing what he can do, I know it's a low volume passing game for Chicago, but they can change things with DJ Moore in the mix. So Moore, I think some people are going to drop him too much, but again, he didn't play with real quarterbacks. In Carolina, at least Justin Fields has some chemistry. He's going to push the ball downfield to him. So Moore's another wide receiver, too, with a bullet that can go up. Now, next team is Jamar Chase, uh, team number five. Drafted him first from Andre Stevenson, Kenneth Walker. Half-point PPR, you go with Keenan Allen. Hopefully he'll stay healthy. You'll have to get some depth at receiver there. But having Chase uh, can uh, help you offset a little bit and go after wide receiver two and three depth here pretty well here for Allen. So Keenan Allen is a pick here. Stevenson Walker with Chase uh, Allen makes sense here. And again, hopefully he stays healthy because I think he'll still have a key part in what they do here with Justin Herbert for one more year. And I think the offense of Callum Moore is definitely going to help Allen's production should he stay on the field. All right, team number four is Jonathan Taylor. And then they had the Ohio State second-year duo of Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Now they can go after Cam Akers. It was a pretty good offseason for Cam Akers. Not too much that happened behind him there in the draft. Uh, they do... Like uh, some of the upside they have with uh, Kyron Williams and uh, now rookie in the mix. So it, it's something to worry about with uh, Zach Evans. But when you look overall, I think Akers is still holding down the job here. Evans is more of a power receiving uh, hybrid swing back here. So from the look at but Akers in really good shape to hold up there as their lead back. So again, it's a pretty good value here. Well, in the fourth round as an RB2. DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been traded. Now this next team... Looking at them, uh, they have Austin Eckler. So, again, they can wait on that running back, too, if they want, because of Eckler's volume here. So I think they're going to do that. Amon Austin Brown, Devonta Smith. How about DeAndre Hopkins as a wide receiver three? Yeah, that's a good spot here. Look, it's tough between him and Marquise Brown, but Hopkins is still in Arizona. As long as he's there and healthy, he's going to produce for Kyler Murray. So really looking at that as the team number three's uh, strategy here when you get Eckler. Team number two went Justin Jefferson early, so they got to go back to the running back well, you'd think, with uh, Najee Harris in round two and Jalen Waller in round three. J.K. Dobbins, I think this has been underrated as well. There's not a lot behind him with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. They could try to push forward in this backfield, but really, Dobbins, if he stays healthy, he's in a great spot here. The running game looks pretty solid here with the offensive line upgrade from last year. Lamar Jackson back. Dobbins can also catch passes, so watch out for him being a good value here as an RB2 at the end of round four. And then finally, the next team, we saw them diversify. They went running back, Christian McCaffrey, in first round as number one overall. Team one then went with Mark Andrews and Cooper Cup. So now you can go after quarterback. It makes a lot of sense. So Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the next guy I would take after Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. Because you get that 
slight running ability from Mahomes, but big running ability from Allen Hurts. Burrow is going to have to do it all through the pocket, but really good spot here to take Joe Burrow at the end of round four coming back up. So good to know where you're drafting and know what time of makeup your team's going to have and just play in that and know where the values are later to go after it. Know when you should go aggressive after a player. And again, this team at the top has a turn so they can uh, go in round five to look at the best running back or wide receiver available and really uh, pad the team there. So it's getting imperative to have a reliable quarterback that can separate you a little bit, but you have to hit them at the right time or find that sleeper that has some upside later. So some things to definitely think about there. But And you know these guys are pretty safe. Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, and Burrow, given uh, their accolades and how successful their teams are going to be. So there you have it. There's a breakdown now of your rounds three and four of the early mock draft here in May on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first one every day. Tomorrow we'll break down the NFL schedule release for you from a fantasy football perspective. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we'll check you out with a new schedule in hand for 2023.